Greetings, Hempster. Thank you for tuning in to another hemp episode of Hemp Aware Radio. Tyler Hemp here, your hempreneurial host, here to empower and hemp educate your hemposphere as usual for food, clothing, homes, energy, healing, you name it. You know hemp is the solution to some of the world's biggest problems. And on today's hemp educational show, I have a special guest, Tony Lauderach with Hemp Ecosystems. And I had a great call with him a few weeks ago discussing what he's doing, working with people and building hemp homes and structures around the world. And in fact, he's currently working on a hemp build in Portugal, which we'll be getting into in just a moment. But before we do, I just want you to know that Hemp Aware, you know, we understand how hemp entrepreneurs and hemp companies can get distracted with too many hemp opportunities uh, and, and different tactics out there on you know how to market your business. And with over 18 years of experience in both industrial hemp and marketing and branding, we are ideally positioned to help accelerate the success of your hemp company. So if you're looking for marketing advice or any type of services to help better brand your company to get more sales and attract your ideal clients, just go to hempaware.com and you can schedule a free demo call with us to see how we might help accelerate your growth so you can empower your community and and customers even more. So in the spirit of supporting you and your business on your hemp journey, I'm honored and delighted to introduce you to Tony Laderach with Hemp Ecosystems and what he's doing to gain traction with his hemp building company. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Tony. I hope I didn't uh, butcher your last name. Hey, Tyler. Thank you for the invitation. Um, it's an honor to be on your show, and um, I look forward to getting on that call with you about uh, marketing our products to the people. Um, right. Mm. My, my last name mm. is. You said it. You said it almost correctly. It's uh, Tony Laderach. So. Laderach. Okay. There we go. Nice. So I'm a a wordsmith. I love the origins and meanings and power of words. And so um, it's funny because you're a builder and uh, builders often have ladders. (laughs) And it's (laughs) it's almost like uh, it's a rack for a ladder. So you you can bring it to the job site. But anyway, I digress. I like it. I love, you know, the topic of hemp building right now. Our communities, the world at large, is suffering from sick building syndrome. And as you well are aware, and most of our listeners are well aware, there's just so much toxic chemicals going into the building products, and not to mention the destruction and degradation of our environment through deforestation and all the lumber products that are being used. But we know that a lot of VOCs and Uh, you know, toxic compounds are used in a lot of building materials. And so it's just so exciting to know that we have a solution and you're actively working on on hempcrete projects. And so I really look forward to to providing, you know, a solution to our listeners and hopefully we can um, turn people on to some of your services. And I know you're currently working in Portugal, but before we get into some of the building projects that you're doing, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and, you know, where you're from and, and what you kind of uh, studied and what brought you up to working with hemp in the first place. All right, sure. Thanks. Um, so I was born Swiss, 
uh, grew up in South Africa for most of my life. And I've been traveling since 2015 after graduating as a civil engineer. Um, I, I worked for about five years in South Africa after graduating on large construction projects, um, government projects, roads, bridges, water, dams, all these things. And I, I had this feeling that I needed to do something different. I just had mm -hmm. almost a calling to say, get out there and um, change your path while you still can, while you're still young, or at least go and explore alternatives. So that's what I did. And um, I traveled from South Africa to Southeast Asia to USA, um, East and West Coast, back to South Africa, um, then returned to Europe where, yeah, it all started, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, so over those, over the past, say, seven years, I've been, you know, involved in becoming qualified in solar energy as a solar energy practitioner, done sustainability studies at the Solar Living Institute in Northern California. And, um, yeah, I heard about hemp for the first time. Well, hemp, hemp's cousin. I've always sort of, you know, known about hemp. But um, mm -hmm. hemp in construction, the first time I got exposed to that was actually at the Solar Living Institute in Hopland. Mm -hmm. um, and after that, it was a few months later that I was in Cape Town. And uh, one of my American friends, Johnny, set up a meeting with Tony Budden, who's also a hemp pioneer from South mm -hmm. Africa. With the Hemporium? And he ended up broadly discussing... Uh, hemp for almost two hours in his office and uh, when Tony heard that Tracy and I, Tracy is my wife, uh, were planning mm -hmm. to move to Switzerland in the new year to have our baby, he introduced me to the idea of building with hemp and sent me in the direction of uh, Jorgen Hempel, who's the founder of Hemp Ecosystems and he's been building with hemp since the early 90s. He's one of the original pioneers with Eve Kuhn and a couple of other guys. And anyway, mm -hmm. so I met up with Jorgen in 2018 and started working with him um, on hemp lime projects and assisting him with marketing and, you know, getting this amazing, wonderful product to the people. And so there's a few of us in the team. Um, uh, there's a couple of guys that have got a lot more experience than I do, um, but I've been learning as much as I can, you know, from them. And because I have background in construction and engineering, I'm able, I've been able to pick the, pick it up a lot quicker than mm -hmm. I'd say, you know, for sure. the standard Joe. Or, uh. Totally. That's awesome. So yeah, it's wonderful to hear you're working with one of the original hemp building experts, Jorgen, and uh, absorbing his wisdom. And I mean, he's, He's getting up there in his years now. He's what in his eighties or? Um... Yeah, he he celebrated his eighty-sixth birthday with us in Portugal this year. He actually came so cool. and kind of had a you know a little celebration for him and yes, and he's still active in in a way you know on his own projects and I almost have to some have to sometimes you know tell him not to come onto the sites anymore because it's difficult for him to walk up and down the stairs and. Even though he's very, he's still got that, you know, that burning passion to be there. 
Yeah. Um, and it's, it's lovely to see. And I hope that when I get to that age, I've still got the same amount of enthusiasm and drive. For sure. That's cool. So you're surrounded by a wonderful group of hemp experts, hemp builders, and people that really care and have that passion. That's super exciting. So yes, what would you say is um, your favorite thing about working with hempcrete? Well, jeez, um, that's a question. As a builder, um, there's a few things that usually, you know, separate. I call, we, call, we refer to hempcrete as hemp lime just because mm-hmm. sometimes people get confused with when we, when we introduce the word hempcrete, they think about it as concrete with hemp inside it. Inside it. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, as a company, we've changed the, not just us, but, you know, there's a group of people that have decided to change the terminology. And so we refer to it as, as hemp lime. I don't mm-hmm. mind, you know, referring to it as hemp lime and you can refer to it as hempcrete. I get it. So mm-hmm. I just want to make it clear when I speak of hemp lime, that it's it means the same thing as when you say hempcrete. So mm-hmm. the favorite thing as a builder, um, I think you know because it's such a versatile material, it's lightweight and um, you know it's a, it doesn't contain any cement and it's very easy to work with and it's very malleable. You can you can when you're building you can make repairs. And you can uh, versatile is the right word. So building mm-hmm. sections of walls in obscure ways are, are not as challenging as other types of materials. And once you've put it into a form, um, you can pretty much create any shape with hemp mm-hmm. lime because of these properties. And you know that's what makes it pleasant to work with. It's got a lovely smell. Um, mm-hmm. It is. 100% natural, so there's no waste after a site. You know, at the end of the day, if you've got some hemp on the floor uh, that's left over from, you know, pouring it into the formwork, you can either put it in a bag and throw it in the mix for the next day uh, in, into a fresh batch, or, you know, if you need, you can throw it out in your garden or use it on your, your lawn or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, essentially it's a zero-waste product. And that is something very unique um, in a building product because usually at the end of a building uh, site, or not even at the end, but during the construction site, there's skip loads of waste Mm -hmm. material that are being hauled out of construction sites on a weekly basis. And so this is something that I really love as a builder. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, you know, as I mentioned, all of the (laughs) just being able to format in so many different ways and shapes and uh, we're actually yeah. going through some some lovely curves now on this Portugal project so nice. you know there's, there's a lot of beautiful things about the material to work with as a builder yeah and I appreciate that distinction because many people are thinking when they hear hempcrete that it is a replacement for concrete but it's important to recognize that this is not necessarily a weight-bearing type of material it's more insulative is that right exactly and you know especially in the first 28 days um, of its life so hemp and lime we use a product that's hemp herds hydrated lime so the purest form of lime it's high calcium hydrated lime and we produce um, an additive which allows that lime to 
to carbonate and set a little bit quicker. And so within mm-hmm. the first 28 days, the the hemp and lime hasn't reached its you know full strength. It does take a bit longer than that as well, depending on the thickness of your walls. And yes, it is not a, a load-bearing material. So, you know, it's not something that we ever um, recommend using to, to bear the weight of a roof. You'd always need a structural mm-hmm. element, and then it's a filler material. So it's used as your insulation and building material that fills up between the structural elements of um, of a building. And it can mm-hmm. be used in, uh, for walls, for floors, for roofs. And even, you know, we're pushing the limits with it all the time, you know, making... I've met guys that have used it to make a bathtub or to make mm. a shelf or a chair or, you know, there's a whole range of things that are, are, are being unlocked. And the more people that are innovating and using their creativity and imagination, the more it's unlocking this material even further, you know, for, for further sort of, yeah, creations. Right. Um, which, That's a curious concept. Yeah, I mean, as far as a bathtub, so if once this material sets, if you're creating a bathtub out of it, is that something that you would need to seal off with another material? Or, uh, I mean, how how does that work? Exactly. So once it's, you know, once it's in its raw form, once you've removed the formwork, which, by the way, you can do instantly, and that's another thing I love about working with the material is that you – you basically pack a form and you slip up the form immediately. You don't have to wait like you do with concrete. And so once it's, once it's gone through its curing stage and um, the material has dried um, and there's no more risk of any of the colors of the material pulling through the, the plaster, you would apply a lime and sand plaster finish or you can use a clay finish. But in the case of mm-hmm. the bathtub, for example, we would use a lime and sand finish, and then mm-hmm. that, and then you know you can There's there's a process to do it uh, to plaster. It's not just mm-hmm. something I can teach over a over yeah. a, a radio it's show, but yeah. it's it's a it's a process which is mastered um, as an art, and uh, it it happens in layers. So you build up layers um, of lime and sand in different ratios. And eventually you get to a layer which you basically polish and it has the ability to to come out like a mirror finish where you actually see the reflection like I did on the um, the hemp house in Hopland, California. You can actually see the reflection of the sun and, you know, of, of whatever. It's, it's almost a, as a mirror on the, mm-hmm. on the plaster. Wow. That's super so, cool. So what would you say are some of the limitations? I mean, we recognize that it's not weight-bearing, so it's not going to replace concrete. But, like, for example, the framework, could you use, like, steel, or uh, would you only want to use timber framework, or any limitations, you know, as far as hempcrete or hemp lime in general? You, um, one can use any structural material, um, you know, if we're using steel, it's necessary to coat it with something that is anti-corrosion you know, corrosion resistant because lime mm-hmm. naturally will oxidize steel. 
right um, because it's it's taking out the co2 and um you know it reacts with steel so it will oxidize steel while it's wet and until it's drying um right so we would need if you're using steel in the structure or a steel structure definitely would need to be coated with an anti-corrosive material um, we do you can find natural um anti-corrosives um, mm -hmm. and you know depending on what type of steel we is being used we would find the best protector for that which is available mm -hmm. locally and then you know there's the ability to use reinforced concrete um, and then of course timber you know, this stone any other types of structural materials that one could think of um, cool. We we find a way to combine it with hemp lime. I mean, we can insulate concrete mm -hmm. walls. Mm -hmm. Smooth concrete walls can be done with with hemp lime if needed. Mm -hmm. So, in terms of a, a a project, if someone were to come to you and say, "Hey, I want to build a hemp house," what what is sort of the step by step process, or how would that look in kind of a, a nutshell? If someone were to hire you and work on a project, what would that look like? Okay, so, you know, firstly, we would obviously get to know each other, um, find out details about the project. Is it a, a new build? Is it a renovation? Are we looking at, uh, if it's a renovation, are we looking at stone? Are we looking at concrete? What does the client want to um, achieve from uh, this material? What is their objective with, by mm -hmm. using hemp lime? Why do they want to use hemp lime? Um, because people have different reasons, you know, some people may be uh, more attached to the ecological benefits, some may be attached to the insulator, the fire resistance, the thermal, uh, uh, sorry, the humidity regulating properties. So there's, there's various reasons why people may want it. And, um, you know, then would one of the first questions or one of the very important questions is to find out the budget of the client because oftentimes people you know have this grand design in their head and when as soon as I ask okay what's the budget for your project do you have a budget they say sometimes they say well what's a budget and it's like well a budget is you know that's your that's your cap that's how much money you have to spend on your project and it's good to know that as as someone going into building a house because you know then we can decide we can figure out together what are the what is the scope of your project. You know, mm -hmm. if you're looking at building a two and a half thousand square foot home with the budget for a one thousand square foot home, then hemp lime may not be your mm -hmm. material because it's not you know just because it's a natural product doesn't mean that it's going to be cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, it's it's basically getting through the project plan with the people understanding their objectives, looking at their design, specifying materials for their project according to their climate zones, um, according to their budget, and, mm -hmm. and then basically getting an estimate for them on materials, um, and then looking at the availability of labor, either from one of our already trained teams or, you know, one of their teams, they might have a, a construction team or uh, some people that would like to build. And then, you know, 
myself or some one of our technicians could be sent to their site to work with them on building their home. So going through that process, figuring out the logistics, and then, you know, at this stage in the USA, the supply chains are not yet at the level we have them here in Europe. So it's difficult, you know, it's more difficult to get materials locally, mm -hmm. but we're starting to create those supply chains. So, you know, mm -hmm. slowly but surely we're closing those gaps and then it's figuring out the, you know, time frames uh, with the clients on what they, where they want to, to start and finish the project and what mm -hmm. the reality of that looks like. And so right. just coming to terms with their project and their expectations and, you know, in, I hate to do it, but oftentimes it feels like you're popping a bubble because people, people have one thing in their mind and then, you know, after, after a call and I don't, you know, I like to make sure that people get the reality of the situation, not to mm -hmm. disappoint people, but to, to bring it down to reality. Um, yeah. And not to waste people's time either, not to sell them something they don't need. I don't, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in that. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's getting on a call, discussing the project, getting to know each other, and then moving forward from there, allowing the client to decide if they'd like to continue working with me and uh, or whether they'd like to go and find out a different answer from someone else. Mm -hmm. Right on. So it sounds like you have a nice streamlined process. And if someone reaches out to you guys, you're at hempecosystems.org. Is that right? That's correct. They can book a, a discovery call and kind of get to know you and see if their project and their budget is within reason. Um, whether we yes. have you know, people in Europe listening um, or the or the States, there's definitely ways that you can help them. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, kind of shift gears and, you know, not, not so much hempcrete, but are you familiar with any other building materials or hemp wood type products, or have you been able to work with any other products other than hemp lime? Well, yeah, I've been, I mean, I've gone through, I won't say all of them, but I've gone through a wide range of building materials over the years. So, mm -hmm. you know, from anything from concrete to steel, um, ceramics, petroleum-based, synthetics, but on the natural side, it's obviously, you know, I've done cob, straw bale, um, this, uh, what do they call it, straw clay, it's like a, a slip clay. Mm -hmm. um, so I have, you know, that's where my curiosity began, was there, on the, right. on those types of materials. Um, and then I have, uh, what was the hemp, the hemp wools, um, mm -hmm. For insulation, coconut, coconut husks and cork. So there's a mm -hmm. whole a huge range of products coming in now on the natural building side, which is wonderful to see. Um, sure. Usually they're coming in at a little bit of a premium, you know, because we don't have the economy of scale as these yeah. huge, um, you know, petroleum-based and synthetic products have. Mm -hmm. And so you know, people that are are wanting a natural home naturally need to, you know, look at paying anything from 10 to, I don't know, 80% more uh, for materials. Mm -hmm. It could be the same depending on the locality, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, because nowadays transport costs are, are increasing almost as yeah. we speak. Um, yeah, so, 
Yeah. Right on. So if someone wanted to kind of do a a mixture of different materials, you, you obviously need the framework for the hempcrete, uh, but you mm-hmm. can use other natural organic materials in the building process. Definitely. Uh, and and in fact, that's yeah. even that's even recommended in some cases. Um, you know, if you have a depending on the design of your home, and this is where we go into design of home, and we we work together closely with bio architects from, you know, we've got Paul, we've got Michael Rice, Paul Richardson, we've got a few guys that we work with, um, and and you know, look to for for inspiration, and if there's a project, we call on them. If if their mm-hmm. skills or if their kinds of uh, ideas are needed. Um, and we work closely with other experts, you know, you get heating guys and, and all these a range of people that come out with these amazing ideas. And if you have a house, for example, that's got a, a wall that needs to be heated by the sun, it would be, it would make more sense to use a, a denser material that's able to store heat, you know, sun's mm-hmm. energy. So something like a cob wall, rammed earth wall. Um, that would store energy or if you've got heating pipes flowing through your home, through a wall, mm-hmm. you store your heating um, in those kinds of materials and then they allow, you know, the heat to emit through the house at a slower rate. And so right. you've got, a, you know, some kind of thermal mm-hmm. battery inside your home. So there's definitely ways um, to use different types of materials and different applications if you need to soundproof something. Well, we right. use something more dense, but acoustically, hemp lime is very pleasing. You know, you might need to put a mm-hmm. thicker plaster on the wall if you want to soundproof something. Um, but mm-hmm. these are all details that, you know, we can work through and, and also link up the right people, the experts in each field, because we're not experts in everything. You know, we, we can, but we work together and we work with other experts in the field. And, and if mm-hmm. we ever have, you know, if we've got work for some other guys in our network that are that are training or, or, or hemp lime experts, we would gladly hand over yeah. work to them. If if I can't get to it in the United States, then I'll gladly mm-hmm. work with one of our guys in the United States to mm-hmm. you know execute a project successfully. That's one of the really neat things about being in the hemp industry is how collaborative and cooperative so many hempsters are i mean you'll find the select few that are all about the competition and they don't really care about the other elements they're just in it for the money but for those of us that are really about the environment and really transforming people's lives it's it's really neat to to work with other hempsters like yourself so what would you say are some of the challenges that you've had dealing you know building with hemp uh, hemp lime, and how were you able to overcome some of those challenges? So, you know, of course, uh, as a builder, as a you know hemp builder, we one of our I'd say to be honest with you, one of our biggest challenges is to keep our business going and to you know keep the work coming in mm-hmm. um, to be able to sustain the business. You know, because it's it's not like we just have a queue of people you know, signed up for the next build. And so there is a lot of in-between time where you've, and I know the time is coming where we're going to have a pipeline of work, but it's, you know, right now we're at a stage of early adopters. And mm-hmm. um, so, you know, that's one of the challenges is just keeping that construction business side of things ticking over and, you know, 
keeping overheads down until you know we are able to get that that uh, machine running. Mm-hmm. And then you know another thing, another challenge is, and so in order to overcome that, you know we have to fit in and do work, other types of work, you know work with other experts on their projects when they have time. That's that's mm-hmm. how I've been able to do it myself. So I speak for myself today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know we're we're selling a product, so availability of materials locally, as well as mm-hmm. skilled labour um, in an area. And the way we are able to deal with that is, of course, localized supply chain, which we are constantly working on. And especially in the U.S. now, we are really looking at localizing our supply chains, um, mm-hmm. so we don't have to import things anymore, or at right. least reduce import. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, training people, training labor, providing, you know, training courses on site or inviting people to come to our workshops wherever we have them, maybe in Europe or wherever there's a big construction site. Um, and so, yeah, just figuring that out. Um, I guess another thing is <laughs> a few challenges. Um, yeah, client expectations, I already mentioned that one. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at client expectations and time, cost and scope, you know, while maintaining a quality product because mm-hmm. that's important not to drop the uh, quality standard. Right. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a range of challenges, and I can't say that it's always the same because every project is different, and I guess that's the the beauty of construction as well. It's, mm-hmm. it, it provides a, a range of experience. You know, it's most yeah. every builder will know that not every, not every site is the same. So mm-hmm. uh, from client to... To architect, to designer, to you know, on the side workers, it's always it's always a mix, and I guess yeah. that's, that's fun. For sure. So, what are some of the ways that you guys are are marketing hemp ecosystems to to get more clients? Uh, well, so I think you know one of the main. One of the most sort of effective ways at the moment is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just from one project to the next, working with specific architects. Um, you know, we do we have a book that we've published recently. I, I, I co-authored it with Jorgen. Um, it's called the Hempline Handbook, and it's available on Amazon. And I think you know, once people read that, they're able to see just how simple this material is to work with and, you know, understand what they can do with it. So it's really geared to serve uh, architects, engineers, project owners, builders. So that, that book is definitely something that we use as a marketing tool. And then, you know, on-site mm-hmm. training workshops. Um, we recently, we were recent, they documented, there was a company called Lucky Dog Films that mm-hmm. documented the Hopland build in California. And you can see that uh, video on YouTube. If you go onto the YouTube channel, Hempico Systems, it's called Building Off the Grid. So that's a little video that allows people to really see what a hemp build entails. Um, mm-hmm. It shows us, our team working together. You know, Paul and I worked on our project together. And we trained a bunch of guys that had no construction experience. Some of them had almost none. Some of them had some. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, that that program can be seen. And then, you know, social media, 
we do we have a few social media channels that we've got running where we post mm-hmm. pictures from uh you know our guys up in Latvia we've got Ujis up there who's a complete expert at uh building with hemp and lime mm. um he's our you know one of our main experts there they're building about six houses a year at the moment wow and you know he started off about eight years ago and also same struggles man and like you know it's difficult to keep that pipeline full um mm-hmm. And so, you know, often it's touch and go with the guys and it's just keep your head down, keep doing what you can, keep promoting the hemp and eventually people start hearing about it, talking about it and before mm-hmm. long you're going to have a pipeline full of hemp jobs and, you know, okay. you know, building the dream. So mm-hmm. anyway, the marketing, it's, it's basically those channels. It's word of mouth, publications, workshops. Mm-hmm you know, YouTube channel, we've got other social media channels, and then we, we have an email list that we we send out to our readers That's or great. subscribers. But, yeah. you know, we, we're, we probably need the, we probably need some marketing experts on our team. Well, so we'll definitely we should... talk. I have some, some really great ideas and would love to learn more about, you know, what your guys' goals are, and we can definitely talk about some ways to help drive more qualified traffic and convert those leads into buying customers. So I'm excited to talk to you about that later. And anyone listening on the show, if you've got, you know, struggles with getting more clients, more customers, more traffic to your website, there's some really simple ways to uh, to increase those numbers. So I, I'd love to talk. You can always reach us at hempaware.com. Um, but if, if someone, Tony, you know, wants to build their own hemp house, what would you suggest are, are some of the things that they should avoid and some of the things that they need to make sure that they do in that process? Um, yeah, so I think I mentioned this already, but don't assume that it's going to be cheaper or quicker because it's a natural product, okay? That's mm-hmm. probably the wrong assumption to have. Um, it's Building a home is probably going to be one of the biggest investments that you're going to make in your life for some people. So, you know, do it wisely and choose the products that have been tried and tested and that people are willing to stand behind. Um, You know, there's a lot of guys out there that are, and I've got nothing against it. It's just that, because I would probably be doing the same. And, you know, it's guys that are making magic mixes in a garage and, you know, doing whatever's off the back of a few YouTube videos without really trying and testing their products. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, a, there's a risk to that, especially when you're scaling that up into building a home because you need consistency yeah. with your home. You don't want to mm-hmm. have some mixes, you know, sloppy, other mixes hard, other mixes falling. Mm-hmm. It's just, it needs to be consistent so that right. you can have, you know, that assurance mm-hmm. um, that your house is going to stand and, you know, yeah. Rest assured that you're gonna yeah. have something that's that you've spent your money on well, um, and then you know something I don't know more. How can I say like uh, less about the money and things and you know all this other stuff is it, it comes more from the heart and that incorporates some beauty and simplicity into your design just. You know, I think a lot of, you know, after speaking to one of the leading architects in bioarchitecture, Michael Rice, it's 
the amount of inspiration that comes from just looking at his designs, it's incredible. And the beauty and simplicity that's in that, it's, uh, it's something that just it touches people, you know, you, and if you've got that in your own home and in your own design and you, and you're designing for yourself and for your own needs, it changes, it changes the entire process of uh, building your home. Um, and right. living in it afterwards for the next, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of your life. Years. Yeah, exactly. So those are just a few things. And then another thing is have a budget and mm-hmm. don't, don't be shy about the budget. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of people don't have as big of a budget as they'd want, but it doesn't mean that you can't get what you want because mm-hmm. by having a budget, we can figure out together how we can get it to work. You know, yeah. it's, um, Often people think, oh, you know, if I tell you my budget, you're going to make me spend my budget. And it's like, well, not really. We're going to help you to make sure that you can have a house within your budget. Yeah, you know, That's exactly. the whole point of a budget is figuring out how we can do it. And if it's completely not, you know, reachable, well, then, then unfortunately it can't happen. But oftentimes mm-hmm. people will be surprised that it can be done. Um, yeah. You know. Because like materials said, make up a small portion yeah. of the total cost. Mm-hmm. The, big, the biggest portion is usually the labor in right. any project or in most projects, unless you're working mm-hmm. in, I don't know, with slave labor, which is not mm-hmm. happening anymore. But, you know, it's, it's the truth. Like the materials mm-hmm. make up a, a small component and the labor is usually the heavy part. So if you can get, mm-hmm. you know, friends and family that can, cover the gaps and do the little things and the little tasks that you don't have to pay someone to do, then that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, hire a, uh, if you're wanting to build with hemp lime, hire a hemp lime expert earlier rather than later, you know, mm-hmm. and someone that's got experience, um, you know, I've got a range of experience from solar design to natural building. So, and there's lots of guys out there in our realm, in our communities that have got even more experience than I do. So it all mm-hmm. depends, you know, what you're looking for, what you want, and then get a guy, hire someone from the beginning, and you'll it will help you, you know, save a lot of headache and time and money yeah. in the long run. Right. That's those super helpful. Some, yeah. yeah, I appreciate those insights. And um, just to kind of wrap up the show for today, I have a couple last questions. If um, you know, there, there's many types or I guess grades or specifications on hemp herd, uh, you know, the fiber that's used in hemp creed or hemp lime. Are there certain specifications or things that you're looking for in the herd itself? Or is there something you want to avoid or kind of what would be the ideal specs for a, a perfect herd for a hemp lime build? Okay. Good question. Um, so what you're looking for is firstly your, your, Hemp needs to be clean, so free of dirt. No dirt, um, and the way you test that is you take a handful of the hemp, you rub it together, and you, you can rub it on like a white T-shirt or a white cloth, and it, there should not be any residual dirt on that cloth. And when I say dirt, I mean soil and, you mm-hmm. know, muck. Um, the, the hemp, so the color of the hemp is not important because the, you know, the the color of the hemp is determined by when it is retted and how it is retted in the field. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, you know, they see a darker herd, they sort of, 
veer away or stray away from that. And, you know, from our experience, that's not important. Um, Mm -hmm. What's important is the dirtiness, make sure it's clean, make sure that your, you know, the, the grading envelope of the hemp. So from the biggest herd to the smallest herd is even, so an even grading envelope. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the biggest, so we generally build with the hemp, the biggest herd would be around about an inch, mm-hmm. about 25 mil. There are people mm-hmm. building with bigger herd, um, saying that, you know, it provides better insulative qualities because it's a, a more porous mix. But, you know, just be careful with not, don't go too big because it can destabilize the mix. You may mm-hmm. need to increase your binder contents and things like this. So we, our optimal um, herd for building is from 25 mil, so one inch, down to about five mil, that grading envelope. Mm. Okay. And, and then you get a smaller herd, which is used for other applications. So we have, depending on the, the size of the herd, we have a different use for it. So our building herd is from you know, about five mil, eight mil to about one inch and evenly graded, you know, more on the bigger side. And then um, free of too much fiber. So yes, there'll always be a small amount of fiber in the herd. There will be, and it's not bad. um, You mean the best fiber? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And because what that does, you know, you can't get rid of all of it. It's Mm -hmm. probably impossible to. Um, but you don't want to be having, you know, big clumps of fiber, like handfuls of fiber. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Right. Um, so you take a, you know, you take a, a representative sample and, you know, in there you may have geez, uh, less than 1% of fiber, like a very small amount. If there is any, if it's a very small amount, that's fine. But okay. if it's like chunks of fiber, then you need to, you need to continue, um, grading that hemp. You need to continue sifting that hemp. Got it. Getting that fiber out of there. That's super helpful. There's these little nuances that, that really make a difference in, in the build. And that's why, like you said, hiring a hemp building expert would be essential. Even if you have a contractor or someone that you're working with yeah. to bring on a hemp expert, hemp building expert would be essential to make sure that you don't waste people's time and money and, yeah. and uh, something you're actually happy with. Thank you, Tony. You've been super insightful and helpful. Um, please plug the website again, and where, where can people get a copy of, of the book? Uh, you, you mentioned uh, going on Amazon. Um, yeah. Please, uh, how can people get a hold of you and, and learn more about what you're up to? Sure. Uh, so people can contact us directly. Um, if you ta- uh, email us at info at hempecosystems.org, um, mm-hmm. send us an email and we could set up a call. I'll be glad to get on a call and discuss a project. I'll throw in the first 15 minutes for free or first call for free just to, you know, get get to know. And then um, on our YouTube channel, Hemp Ecosystems YouTube channel, um, go and take a look at some of those videos that we've been posting. And, uh, yeah, hempecosystems.org, www.hempecosystems.org. Take a look through the website, um, familiarize yourself with all, all the content we have available there, um, which we actually, a lot of it is for free and just 
you know, accessible to people to learn about what we do. Um, we have started a, um, there's a, there's a portion of the website that's available to club members and it's a very small fee. I think we've, we charge like 20 bucks or 30 bucks a year um, or two, it's a biannual membership and that just, it basically it's a donation to, you know, support us in what we do and we offer a, uh, I think it's a 5% discount on your next consultation. Um, you know, so it just allows you to, to more of the back end of the website, the calculator, you know, to budget, um, to budget just the basics of your, your project. So, yeah, go and take a look That's at great. the website. It's quite a deep one. It's, you know, it's yeah. developed over a few years. And, uh, yeah, that's well, right the way on. that you can contact us. I really appreciate you coming on the show and for uh, just wrapping up now, coming to the end. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Tony. And thank you, Hempsters, for tuning in to HempAware Radio. Tyler Hemp here, your Hempstrepreneurial host. Looking forward to seeing you on the next episode. Make it hempin'. <laughs>